0: your book club hood classics good classics derrick um i'm i'm Derek. i i just I, I wasn't gonna say it i just figured y'all knew who i was at this juncture but still i'm Derek. hi hi how are you good you're good I'm, I'm 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 feeling pretty great nobody ever asked me how i am y'all just sit down and start listening nobody ever pauses the show and says hi Derek. how are you and if you do please don't tell me about it because that shit is fucking weird but I'm good. I'm in a good place. And this book, in the past couple chapters, has not had any of the fuckery to happen when she was younger. And I appreciate that. So, two weeks later. Southeast, Washington, D.C. Bring the pain. Harmony. All day, my stomach had been bothering me. I tried everything I could to make it go away. But nothing worked. At first, I thought it was a fact that I hadn't spoken to Jason three weeks. But when the smell of certain foods made my stomach churn, I realized it was much more. I had to be pregnant. If only I could tell Jace. I'm sure he would take me back and we could work things out. When my phone rang right before I left the house, I knew it was probably Tripp, Ebony, or Constance. They kept saying the same things over and over, and I was tired of hearing it. When I did speak to them, Tripp asked me did I tell Ebony she stole from her. And Ebony said, "Tripp said it was me who stole her shit, and all she wanted was her stuff back." While Constance called me to tell me that Brittany said that Ebony was fucking her man. I was wondering why Brittany didn't tell Constance it was me the moment she found out Krayshawn was cheating, or why she hadn't told Jace. But now it all made sense. He was fucking Ebony on the side too, and had gotten caught. Was I a little mad that Krayshawn was with both of us? Yeah, but I still didn't need any of the drama when all I wanted was Jace back. I put on my gold hoop earrings with the word princess in the middle, courtesy of Ebony, and was leaving out of my house and on my way to the store when Callie pulled up. I put on my gold hoop earrings, courtesy of Ebony. (laughs) I could tell he was coming into a little money, but knew he'd never make as much money as Jace. He parked and jumped out of his 300ZX and a pair of Versace shades covered his eyes. The leather strap holding his hatchet still was on his back. You alright? He asked me after parking his car. Sometimes he was real nice, and at other times he could be very mean. It seemed like any little thing could set him off. You don't look so good. Nah, I've been sick all week. I think I'm coming down with something. You want me to grab you something to eat? Nah, I was going to the A&B store to get some liquor, but now I'm thinking about trying to go back inside to lie down. What are you doing here? I was trying to see if you wanted to go see that Beverly Hills Cop 2 joint. He tugged at his baseball cap. I don't know if it was because we had been fucking ever since our first encounter in the shower or what. But for some reason, he looked cuter every time I saw him. It was probably the money. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sit in a movie theater feeling like this, Callie. I'm fucked up. Well, why are you drinking then? Because I do what the fuck I want to, that's why. I frowned. Fuck all that. I'm tired of doing the same shit with you. I want to take you out. If you can sit at home and get drunk by yourself, then you can hang out with me. Although I didn't feel too well, I knew if I didn't go, he would get upset. You gonna buy me a bottle of vodka? Yeah, but you need to be drinking ginger ale too. I rolled my eyes. Alright, get me the ginger ale and the vodka and I'll go with you. Bet. Before he left, I decided to bring up the kidnapping. The cops hadn't found the girl and I wanted to see where Callie's head was at. The only thing was, Callie never talked about the details of the kidnapping to me. At this point... I had only heard it firsthand from Paco and second hand from Jace. Truthfully, I wasn't supposed to know anything. But I figured if I can get him to tell me something, I would have something over his head. Like he held the fact that we were fucking behind Jace's back over mine. Nigga, you stupid. Like, okay. Every bit of drama that's happening in this book radiates from her. Like she's literally the middle of a... She's the rock. And all of her friends are points in the ocean and she was thrown into this shit against her own will of course through what happened with her mom and her dad and then the fuckery to her grandmother and uncle put her through but now her ripples are hitting her friends and affecting them um reaching them and affecting them in ways she couldn't ever fathomed yeah that felt deep (laughs) um callie you trust me right yeah why because if you do, then I want to know if you had something to do with that situation. Callie looked behind him and back at me. Someone was walking up the street, and he let him pass before speaking. How could you know? I just do, Callie. That ain't a good enough reason. Because I know you and I care about you, I said as believably as possible. I could tell by the way you were acting that something was up. Talk to me. You could trust me. He looked down at his new sneaks and said, I don't want to talk about Charles, so I'm gonna leave it at that. Charles, I said, confused. My uncle? Isn't that what you were talking about? No. I'm talking about the girl. Oh, he said, walking a few feet away from me. I, I, I thought you would ask me something else. My heart was pumping wildly in my chest. But why'd you say something about my uncle? No reason, he smiled. And as far as the girl, I think you should leave it alone. Too many people know too much already. So I guess you don't trust me, I said, sitting on my steps. I thought we were best friends, Callie. And ever since we've been making love, I thought we've been closer. So if that's how you feel, that hurts me a lot. We are close, he said, walking up to me, sitting on the steps next to my foot. Looking up at me, he said, I did what I had to do for me and Jace. So let's just say she won't be showing up at school no more. Ever. I have something over his head now I appreciate you protecting me and Jace you're so loyal I said gassing him up he started smiling and I couldn't believe how emotional he really was it was evident that just like me all he wanted was love but unlike me he did a bad job of hiding his feelings and he likes to eat shit like let's not let that fall out of the minds of anyone reading this book out of all All the things, all of the things that they could have given him a love for. They were like, he should eat shit. I bet his breath smells like peppermint. I don't know what I would do if I didn't have you. You don't have to worry about that. Because as long as you live, you're going to always have me in your life. You'll see. I got you. And there he goes again with that. I got you shit. Every time he said it, he gave me the creeps. And what did he mean by as long as I'm alive? You serious about the movies, though? He asked, skipping the subject. I said, yes, Callie. What time are you going to be back? I'm going to scoop you up in a couple hours. you going to be home, right? He said, standing up and getting back into his car. Yeah, but if I'm not, pick me up over Nut and Cherry's house. He looked strange. Why you be hanging over there all the time? Callie, don't nobody be checking for you or talking about you when I'm over there, if that's what you're thinking. Do she know we fucked? He asked me. I won't tell her if you won't, I smiled. So what, y'all some kind of weird couple or something now? I'll be back here later, he said with an attitude. I'm not scooping you up from her crib. Whatever. right. I'ma check you later, but I hope you know you're gonna have to stop that drinking shit soon. Why you say that? Cause you pregnant. And if you really are, it's a girl. I want my kid looking all deformed and shit. I was shocked because he said out loud exactly what I had known all along. Had I just fucked Jace and not Callie, Creshawn, and Paco, I'd be on cloud nine. Because giving Jace a baby could set me up real good. I mean, what man wouldn't want a son? I wasn't even thinking about having a girl because I have too much style with me to raise a bitch. I knew out of this body could only come a boy. I guess that's kid logic. I guess... Kid Logic is the kind of shit that made my daughter tell me that Nicki Minaj was the greatest performer in the history of music. Like, it's just dumb... And you look at them and you raise your eyebrow for a second and you think about all the response you can give them. But then you think about the fact that they are still attached to their mom and their mom is still attached to them. And if they tell their mom that you told them that their idea was the stupidest fucking thing you would ever heard in your entire goddamn life. And what the fuck has Nicki Minaj ever done past Starships, which I fucking hated. And that monster verse, which was crazy. I'd probably be sleeping on the couch. And sleeping on the couch isn't a problem if my wife is sleeping there with me, even though it's a, you know, regular sized couch and two niggas sleeping on the couch. I mean, I can't fuck you on a couch. Not while you trying to, you know, not, not while we're trying to be quiet. So I need the bed. I need the whole bed. And so when she told me that shit, I will just like, mm-hmm. and then I kept it pushing, just put on some, uh, Other music, I didn't put on no Nicki Minaj or nothing like that. I put on a playlist that does not have Nicki Minaj on it unless you're talking about the monster verse. Like, how is it that your best fucking verse is the first fucking thing you've ever done? It isn't the first thing she did. Please don't come after me, Barbs. I don't really give a fuck. But it's not the first thing she did, but the first mainstream thing she did. And why is it that women who rap are expected to sing now Like Doja Cat and her, I mean Rhapsody doesn't sing. Rhapsody is dope. Jean Grey doesn't sing. She's dope. Um, Remy doesn't sing. So I guess it's just like Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj doing that sing song shit. Cut that shit out. Rap. Nigga, that's what got you here. Singing ass niggas. I don't know all about all that. I'm going to have to find out if I'm pregnant first. Well, I'm going to buy you one of their pregnancy test joints from people's drug store. You need to know if you are, because you ain't going to be able to drink no more. I'm serious about that shit, Harmony. Yeah, out of all four of your choices, you have a 25% chance of being pregnant by a nigga who likes to eat shit. I'm just saying. I don't know what he's talking about, because pregnant or not, I didn't have no intentions of putting down the bottle. My grandmother told me she drank the entire time she was pregnant with my mother, and she was okay. Whatever, I'll take the test tonight, but don't forget my liquor. He smiled and said, you know you about to have my seed, right? Callie, if I'm pregnant, it could be Jace's, you know that. To be honest, it could have been anybody's, I couldn't be sure. What I was sure about was that Jace was my target. And even if Callie's blood did pump through my son's veins, Callie wouldn't know about it. I'm not even worried about that shit. My not too strong to take second place. If you are pregnant, it's definitely mine. And like I said, it's a girl. I felt like punching him in the face. Having a little girl is one of the last things in my mind, followed by having his baby. He was about to pull off when I remembered I wanted to ask him something. I missed Jace, and I wanted him to know that I was thinking about him while he was in L.A. Even if I had to stop fucking other dudes, I was willing to do that. Callie, have you talked to Jace? I mean, did he even ask about me? Do I ever cross his mind? Anytime? Do I, does he ever wake up reaching out for me? Callie turned around and looked towards the front of the car. Then he turned back to me and said, why? Because I wanted to see if he was okay. And how come every time I mention his name to you, it's a problem? What difference do it make how he is, Harmony? He not trying to see you? I don't believe you. He fucked you, had you kidnapped, and didn't call you not one time to make sure you are Okay. That dude ain't trying to be bothered. But I am. God, they made this nigga a simp. Have you forgotten that you're with Cherry? You act like I'm your girl or something. That's me and her business, and I ain't talking about her right now. Niggas kill me. Always want the world, but jump on you if you want the same. You know what? I don't even care what you and Cherry do. I said, feeling a wave of nausea coming on. I feel a whoop. Come in on. Actually, I feel a hook coming on. <laughs> come in on. Come on now, hoop. Hoop. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. And as far as Jake's concerned, he probably feels bad that I almost got hurt after that kidnapping shit. So stop trying to come in between us. An angry glare came over his face and he said, I don't know what happened between y'all, but he made it clear he ain't fucking with you no more. You need to move on. Whatever, I said, waving him off. What is it, Harmony? The fact that he got money? He jumped out the car and dug in his pocket, pulling out a wad of cash. Here, here you go. He threw $500 bills in my face before they hit the ground. Some of the bills scratched me and stung. Take it, since that's all you care about. I mean, that's a lot of dollar bills. He threw 500, how you have $500 bills in your pocket? Like, I know. It's just the way they worded it. She could have said, I don't know. She could have done the the numbers instead of just writing it out. Because once you get past 10 children, you're not supposed to write out the numbers anymore. From 1 to 10, you write out the numbers. After that, you're supposed to just you know use numerics. But I don't know. What the fuck is wrong with you? I asked him. You're an ungrateful bitch. That's what's wrong with me. Then he started looking wild-eyed around him. He reminded me of Jack Nicholson in that movie, The Shining. You're going to have me do something I want to do to you. You know what? Fuck you. I want the money, but I didn't want him to know it, so I wasn't going to pick it up. I was on my way back inside the house when he came up behind me, grabbed me by my neck and pushed me to the ground. Pick it up, bitch. I'm not fucking around with you. When I didn't do it fast enough, he gripped my neck so tight it felt like it would break. I managed to finally get the money in my hand. But I scraped my knees in the process. Now be ready when I come back to scoop you up. You're going to take that pregnancy test first. And if you're pregnant, you're going to stop drinking. Do I make myself clear? Don't make me fuck you up. Answer me. I was scared because if he could beat someone who could possibly be pregnant with his child, what else could he do? Yes, I'm, I'm clear. He let me go. Don't make me come looking for you later tonight, he said, walking back to his car. When he was done with me, He jumped in his car and pulled off. Callie was changing and becoming more obsessive. And I hope my decision to give him some pussy wouldn't come back and haunt me later. It's going to haunt her in just like a couple chapters. I wouldn't be surprised if that nigga drove coast to coast to LA and killed Callie or killed uh, Jace. I would not. It ain't going to happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did. They wrote this nigga up to be a nut ball, like real concerns. And out of everything that he's got going on in his life, She decided to give him pussy. Knowing everything that he does, she decided to give up the ass to him. For no reason. Like, okay. With a fistful of money and a sore neck, I was about to call a cab to go to the liquor store. With everything that Callie was giving me, I needed a drink badly. But before I could go on the house and place the call, Paco pulled up. He had an evil look on his face. Just as bad as the one Callie had just given me. Get the fuck in the car, Harmony, he said, parking his Acura in front of me. Nah, I gotta go. I could tell he was mad and I didn't feel like dealing with him. I ran into the house and into Shirley. She was drunk and mad that Charles still hadn't been home. Also, the school board was threatening to call Child Protective Services because of the allegations I made about sexual abuse of Miss Duncan. Glaring at me, she said, what kind of trouble you bringing in here now? I locked the door and said, Shirley, somebody wants to hurt me out there. I can't talk now. When I moved towards my room, she blocked me and said, so what you gonna do for me if I let you stay inside? What? I asked, confused. What do you mean if you let me stay inside? Harmony, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. You haven't taken care of me for a while. So what you gonna do for me if I let you stay? Since you got the people at school in our business anyway. "'Charlie, fuck you,' I said, attempting to walk around her. Right before I could turn the corner, she grabbed me by my hair, opened the door, and threw me outside. I banged on the door, but she wouldn't open it. And when I turned around, I saw Paco standing before me. "'Do you want to walk to the car, or do you want me to fuck you up?' "'I'll walk,' I said, still angry with Shirley. He pushed me inside of his car and walked towards the driver's side. Then he got inside and pulled off violently.' not talking for a little over a minute. To me, it seemed like forever. Syphilis, Harmony? You gave me fucking syphilis? He said, hitting the steering wheel. I don't know what you're talking about, I lied. I did have syphilis, and the nurse told me it was bad too. She said whenever there were sores on the hands and feet like they were on mine, I had had it for a while. She also told me I had the frothy green discharge because I had a sexually transmitted disease called trichomoniasis. That would explain the odor and the itching. So did I burn him? Maybe or maybe not. But he act like he didn't want the pussy. Ain't nobody forced him to fuck me raw. He really had a nerve considering he didn't bother to ask for a condom either. Fuck him, fuck his bitch, and fuck his dick. Well, you, you did. That's that's how he uh got in this situation in the first place. And if you knew you were burning and you're going around and you're just giving it to people, that's... Well, that's messed up truly we talked about that before where i was like i we shouldn't be calling folks nasty and all that kind of stuff but if you remember i said in that same sentence but if you're giving it to people willingly that's fucked up and she's giving it to people willingly you better go see trip about this shit because i'm clean bitch stop lying to me tell me the truth you gave me that shit didn't you and it's because of you i might have gave it to my girl Trip told me you had sores on your hands and feet too. So how I know you ain't give it to me? Trip ain't got it. At least you ain't say nothing to me about it. So this problem between me and you. You know what? Let me the fuck out of this car, I said, pulling on the car door before he took my head and smashed it against the window while he steered the car with the other hand. You ain't nothing but a gutter, bitch. A fucking stank hoe, he continued pushing my head so hard my temples throbbed. I was sure the glass would crack any minute. Then he stopped the car and said, you better never let me see you walk these streets again. You hear me, bitch? Okay, just let me out. Between these niggas and Shirley, if I was pregnant, they was going to beat this baby out of me. And just so you know, he continued, a group of bitches talking about jumping you until they draw blood. Everybody know you throwing around a diseased pussy. It don't sound like they fucking around with you either. And if I ever catch you out here... I'm going to hand you right over to him. You better be glad I got to go get my son. He said a spit escaped his mouth. He was beyond mad. Matter of fact, I'm not even going to call you Harmony no more because ain't nothing about you Harmonic. I don't know what the fuck your people was thinking naming you that. From now on, your name is Miss Burns. <laughs> now get the fuck out of my car. I hopped out before he could change his mind and realized I was stranded in the middle of nowhere. I was left alone trying to think about what I was going to do and suddenly, for the first time in my life, I realized that D.C., the place I had known since my father was murdered, was not for me anymore. Vicious. Jace. I was riding in my limo, thinking about my 18th birthday when the car phone rang. I turned the Tupac tape down and answered, I had been in California for a month and I didn't feel like the same dude. I was on some whole other shit, and i seen a lot of things in my short time here. Rick's team made me look at life differently, and I was ready to hustle, and hustle hard. Knowing I could take everything I learned from L.A. back to D.C. and rule. Hold up. Wait. Because the book said this was end the summer of 88. Um, What Tupac album was out in 88? Or even 89? I know Tupacalypse Now came out in 91, but what Tupac tape came out in 88 or maybe 89? Hmm. I'll make it easy for y'all. There's not one, unless there's a mixtape, because, you know, those were out and about, but a mixtape with Tupac on it, maybe, maybe out of the West, you know, some with two short Digital Underground, Tupac's on it, rapping because, you know, he was Digital Underground's roadie at that point in time and dancer. You could catch him in the Humpty, Humpty, every so often. I get this accent that comes out of nowhere. You could catch him in the Humpty dance video. Dancing, not rapping though, just dancing. It was on the box. Hello, I answered, sipping on some moette. Jace, everything cool on our end. We're ready to move on them spots you had to check out, Cowley said. Them niggas tried to come at us sideways at first, but after we put a few of them on their backs, they got with the program. Basically, Southeast D.C. is yours. I smiled and said, you sure? I don't want no problems. I'm positive. Where Tony Watt? Why you ain't call me? What, you don't want an update from me? I ain't saying that, but you got other shit to be worried about, like that shit at the zoo, I said referring to Bam and his daughter. Ben was burned and scattered over Haynes Point in D.C., but his daughter's body had never been found. And I said, shit, good. Don't worry about it. Did anything come up yet? Nah. I told you. I got you. This nigga was fucking me up with this nonchalant bullshit. I was looking for the first chance to get rid of him, but I knew it wasn't now. What about Herb Dale and Sixth Sense? Anywhere from them? Nah, homie. I think Massive had his best on that shit. When my page went off, I knew it was my new girl, Antoinette, a chick my father hooked me up with while I was here. She didn't ask a lot of questions and was more than happy to do anything I needed. She was much older than me, but told me she had never fucked anyone as good as me before, and she even challenged my age. Antoinette was different than them bitches I usually got up with, and I liked that about her. But I did miss Harmony. These niggas, it's all trifling. That's what the book should be called. It shouldn't be raunchy. It should be trifling. All right, hopefully something will come up. But what's up with Harmony? Not much. She's still fucked up about you not calling after the kidnapping. After going to the doctors and find out she gave me syphilis, I knew I wasn't fucking with her no more. I couldn't get over the fact that she had burned me. And what really fucked me up was that I gave it to Brittany. What kind of shit is that? I wouldn't even be asking about her had she not saved my life. I probably should have called her, I paused. Is she okay though? Uh I've been meaning to tell you. Shit's changed with her since you've been gone. What happened? She pregnant. With some nigga kid. I think he live out in Maryland or something. But people saying she don't know who the father is. Shoty loose booty. They calling her Miss Burns and everything. Paco done told niggas that? We calling her Miss Burns now. Spread the word. Spread the word. Hey, 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 hey. You see her right there? You see her? Her name's not Harmony. There's nothing harmonic about her. You see her? Her name? Her name right now? Forevermore? In these streets? It's Miss Burns. Spread it. Spread it around. Miss Burns. Not Harmony. If I hear one of y'all calling her Harmony, I swear to God, I'm a you in the back of the head like, her name is Miss Burns. How the fuck did Callie find out about that? Are these niggas talking about it? Because if Paco had told Callie that he had fucked Harmony, Callie would probably try and kill Paco. I'm just saying. Good thing you stopped fucking with her. Pregnant by a nigga out in Maryland, huh? Yep. Fuck her, I said, wondering if it could be possible for the kid to be mine, even though I didn't bust that night. She is good as dead to me. Kids, if you're listening to this, first of all, why... Secondly, I guess leave a review. Like pay me for this shit. Um, but third, you can get pregnant even if you don't bust. You can get a, a a woman pregnant even if you don't bust. There's semen in your pre-cum. Use a condom. I feel you. Fuck that nasty slut. I laughed and said, don't tell her I asked about her either. I don't want her getting the wrong impression. It is what it is. But look, I'm be real with you on some shit. She knows about the zoo. Matter of fact, she knew a week after the shit happened. How'd she know? I ain't tell her shit then. Then? I, I mean, I never told her about it. I don't know. But I think she told the zookeepers too. I continue referring to the cops she said showed up at her house. They showed up at her crib. You there, nigga? Uh, yeah. Y'all still cool? We were, but I'm not sure about that shit now. Watch your back. I thought I knew her pretty good, and I was wrong. I will. I know y'all cool, but if I was you, I'd stay away from her. I got you, he said. to you mean you got me? I ain't telling you that for you to get nothing, I said knowing that I got you usually ended up in murder. Nah, I'm saying it's cool, he paused. You sure you're okay, though? I was really feeling Harmony, but she had too much shit going on. Never better, player. I'm gonna get up with you later, though. When I hung up with him, I addressed my attention to my driver. Jessup, take me past Antoinette's house. I want to get up with her before I leave. I'm right on top of it, sir. I was back in Washington, D.C., and I was jive-glad. Don't get me wrong, L.A. was beautiful, but I'm a city nigga, and I couldn't take being away from home for too long. Plus, I bought a nice crib out in Maryland, and I was moving my stuff today. Everything was in my place when I realized I had left a box of shoes in my aunt's crib. The moment I came back outside, I saw Harmony walking across the street. Even though she was reckless, she was so fucking pretty. But I let that shit hold me up for too long. And now I was done. How long? Wait, what? Like you're back. There's no time frame given for how long you were gone in the return. Like not how long he's been gone overall. I don't give a fuck about that. But from the point where he said, take me to Antoinette's house. Then the very next thing is I'm back in DC and Adam bought me a spot in Maryland. Like what the fuck? Jay, she said, running across the street. When you get back in town. One of the bodyguards Rick sent to protect me stopped her from approaching. Security was tight around me since Massive had made it known that he wouldn't rest until he counted my bones. I would never be by myself until he was found dead. Don't come any closer, ma'am, Kevin told her. Kevin was 6'4", darker than night and very muscular. He couldn't ride in certain cars because they were too small for him. He never said much, but he always listened. She looked at me and said, Can we talk, Jace? Please? We ain't got shit to talk about. I'm busy right now. I said, getting into my limo. This nigga riding around in a limo in D.C. in 88, maybe 89, in the hood, in Southeast. And ain't nobody trying to rob him, stick him up, put a bomb underneath that motherfucker. Ain't nobody noticing this nigga just rolling around in a fucking limo in 89. Like the cops ain't getting curious, my nigga. Like you're rolling around in a limo down the streets of fucking Chocolate City in 1988, 89. Are you fucking serious? And ain't nobody asking shit. You got bodyguards and all that kind of shit. You riding around in a fucking limo like it ain't nothing. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I can understand you riding around in a limo in L.A. when your daddy was paying for it. That's cool and all, but you in D.C. by yourself. My nigga, you better get a fucking Miata. You rolling around in a limo like everything is kosher and sweet. You better get yourself a Supra or something, my nigga. Like, seriously, like, why the fuck are you want a... Do you remember what Southeast looked like in 89, my nigga? And you just out there limoed up? Okay. All right. That's cool. Jace, please, this is important. I looked at my bodyguard and told him, we're going to talk in the car. No problem, sir. I'll keep an eye on things out here. Let me know if you need me, though. He put the box in the trunk and stood next to my window in case I called. When she climbed into the limo, I couldn't help but notice her beauty. I know she said she was black and that her mother was light-skinned, but to me, she was like she was mixed with something else. I've seen enough mixed-breed chicks in California to know the difference. She has Spanish in her blood, whether she knew it or not. Hey, hey, kids, if you're still listening, like, I don't get it, but okay, stick around, I suppose. It is really disrespectful to call any biracial person mixed-breed. Mixed-breed is like when you take a Labrador and a Poodle and you get a Labradoodle. That's a mixed breed. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. And stop calling women females. What do you want, Harmony? Did I do something wrong? I mean... Other than, you know, the syphilis thing and the pregnancy thing and the fucking around with your whole team and telling folks things that I probably shouldn't have known in the background so then they're wondering how the fuck I found out and they're wondering if I if you told me. Hey, did that nigga actually murder the person that he was supposed to murder in Cali? Did he kill the lady that his dad had brought in for no reason who was just like, this will be your first kill. You got to get your feet wet. Ha 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 ha. Did he actually kill her? We never found out. Did I do something wrong? I mean, why do not you call me? The moment she opened her mouth, I could tell she was drunk. Have you been drinking? Yes, she said under her breath. Why? Just asking. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. You ain't my girl no more. Can you tell me why you haven't called? Because I had shit to handle in California. That's why. But you didn't even call to see if I was okay after we were kidnapped. You didn't even say thank you for saving your life. So you think you saved my life? I told her, pouring me a cup of Moet. What that's supposed to make you feel better or something? No. What well, made me feel better is if you would talk to me. We don't have nothing to talk about, but I will say thank you for looking out, and then thank you for giving me syphilis. I I, I don't know what you're talking about, Harmony. Niggas is calling you Miss Burns now. The whole block knows you a whore. And I hear you got a hit on your head. You over. Miss Burns, she said. I didn't know if it was the first time she had heard the name or not. Nigga, how many months has it been since Paco told her I'm calling you Miss Burns? Like, how long? We need time frames here. Yeah, word got around you burned half a DC. I could tell she was about to cry, but I didn't care. Now, is there anything else? Because looking at you makes me sick. Jace, I'm pregnant. With your baby. What? How you figure it's mine? I got tested, Jace. I'm pregnant. I'm having our baby. Shit didn't add up. Number one, even though she think I busted the night in the motel, I didn't. Number two, Callie told me she was pregnant by some nigga in Maryland. Number three, even if Callie didn't tell me she was pregnant by someone else, she was burning. So she had to have fucked somebody else other than me. This chick is raunchy. Yeah, but you get around. With the mileage you put on that thing, you don't know whose baby it is. Plus, somebody told me the nigga who got you pregnant live out in Maryland. What? I mean, who told you I get around? And who told you the baby was somebody's out in Maryland? You still not admitting to burning me, huh? It wasn't me, she paused. Can you really tell me that you didn't fuck somebody else, Jace? Be honest. I couldn't tell her I hadn't fucked anyone else because I have fucked Brittany. But I didn't have syphilis before I got with her. And what about the sensation I felt when I was inside of her? Her pussy was loaded with niggas nuts from niggas around the way. So you trying to tell me that you don't get around, I said, and that you're not pregnant by some nigga out in Maryland? No, and whoever told you some shit like that is a motherfucking liar. I wanted to believe her, but now was not the time. You are stupid, Jace. You are not built for this drug life, Jace. You should just go home and be a family man. I needed to think things through alone. Look, I'm about to bounce. I'll holler at you later. I'm not leaving here until you talk to me. Look at you you have drunk and you talking about being pregnant. You don't think shit wrong with that? And I'm going to stop drinking for me and the baby, she paused. But if you don't want to be with me, I don't care anymore. That baby ain't mine. I promise on my mother's life that the baby growing inside of me is yours. Put it on your father. Opened the car door and said, Kevin, get this bitch out of my car. Jace, why can't you believe me? Because I ain't bust inside you, that's why. I paused. How the kid gonna be mine when I ain't even bust? Before she could respond again, Kevin whisked her out of the car by her arm. You gonna wish you didn't treat me like this, she cried. You gonna wish it real soon. When she was gone, I thought about the follow-up appointment that I had with my doctor tomorrow. And then my page went off again. It was my cousin. So I picked up my car phone and called Tony Wop. Jace, they say massive is back in town, man. He got a whole rack of niggas who working with him. Their mission is to get at you. Shit just got serious. Control freak, Harmony. I'll be glad when I get a car. Cause if I had one, I would have been able to get to Callie's bitch ass quicker than if my feet were carrying me. I knew he was the only one who told Jace I got pregnant by somebody out in Maryland. He was always hollering about Maryland niggas this and Maryland niggas that. Since I was high off the alcohol, I was ready to step to him. It took me a while to find out where he was at, and when I walked up on him, he was in front of his old house, talking to Edge, Crayshon, and Paco. Without the others seeing him, Paco made a slick neck motion with his hand. Callie, we have to talk, I said, gripping him by the elbow, trying not to look at Paco. He faced me, looked me up and down and gave me a blank look. Give me a second, he said, stepping away from him. Why are you coming at me all hard and shit? And then he paused and said, hold up, you been drinking? Fuck all that. Did you tell Jace a lot of dudes fucked me? And that I got pregnant by somebody out in Maryland? I tried not to look at Crayshon and Paco since I had been with them on many occasions. Why the fuck are you talking to Jace? Answer the question, I yelled, holding my ground. Why would you do some shit like that, Callie? I know it was you. Cause that's what I heard. Don't act like it ain't true either, Miss Burns. He laughed. I looked over at Paco and Krayshawn, who were looking at me with hate in their eyes. Niggas kill me with the bullshit. They was acting like girls. Callie, you tripping hard, I said seriously. Now you got him thinking he not the baby father. He might not be. There's a chance he is, Callie, and you know that. You know what? There's a chance any nigga out here to father that motherfucker. You go hard when it comes to the pussy, and everybody know it now. I looked at Paco and Krayshawn. Yeah, niggas out here talking about you, he continued. You know what? Fuck you and fuck every nigga out here. I threw my finger up at Krayshawn and Paco. All you niggas broke and busted, and I don't need nobody to take care of me or my baby. Yes, you do. That's the problem. You'll never be able to take care of yourself because you weren't raised like that. You was raised to be a whore like your mother before she died So be one, bitch, and stay in your place Don't talk about what you think you know You can't be serious You get F's in school and you barely pass the 11th grade So don't act like you don't expect a nigger to look out for you Because you're not smart enough to do it yourself and you never will be I'm gone, I said, turning around to walk away Don't walk away from me, he said, grabbing me by the arm And don't move, I'm not done with you yet Boy, bye, I'm out of here. I said, snatching away from him again. Harmony, if you move one more step, I'm going to break your jaw. He said so seriously, it sent chills up my spine. Then he leaned in and whispered, and I know you told the cops about me. And when the time is right, I'm going to kill you. Now stay right here. If you move one inch, I'm going to drop your ass, and you know I'm dead serious. He told me as he walked back up to his crew, leaving me alone. I felt like crying, because if Jace told Callie, who he knew was capable of murder, that I told the cops anything, he was over me, and my life was in danger. I felt powerless, and my stomach churned. The sensation of nausea was coming over me again, and I had to pee. 20 minutes later, I was still waiting on him to tell me it was okay to go home, but he didn't. My legs felt weak and I was tired, and while they leaned on Ed's truck, they made me stand in the middle of the sidewalk. When I tried to move for someone, he slapped me in my face and told me the next time I move one inch, it would be worse. It was like he was getting a kick out of treating me badly. Callie, I gotta go to the bathroom, I said. I could feel the tingling sensation between my legs, and I doubted I would make it to a bathroom if I tried now. A bush was all I could make it to next to the place I stood. What you gotta do? Number one or number two? They all laughed again. Callie, come on, please. I really gotta, what you gotta do? Number one or number two? I gotta pee. Pee right where you are then. We ain't watching. He was still leaning on the truck. They all looked at me with smirks on their faces. And if I had a gun, I would have killed them all. Callie, please, don't make me do this shit. Don't make me say it again. He said, standing up straight. Piss, and I want to see you too. But a few seconds ago, we ain't watching. This nigga got his, he got his, 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 you know. Um, what are they called? It's not a phobia. I'm sorry. It's a pleasure thing. What's the pleasure centers? It's a fetishes. There it is. Fetishes. Kinks. That's what it is. I literally froze up right there. Like My mind just went. Poof. It was weird. But yeah, that's his kink. That's his fetish, probably. Like, I know he eats shit, so he probably wants to watch somebody pee, too. I looked at all of them, hoping there was at least one man amongst them who would say something in my defense. But they all remained silent. So I put my pants down and tried to hide on the side of Miss Crescent's overgrown bush. Nah, don't hide. Piss right there in the middle of the block. I don't know what you're hiding for, he laughed. Every nigga out here done seen that pussy. He continued looking at them. I knew then that they talked behind my back. You should have thought about who the fuck you was approaching before you stepped to me. There was no getting through to Callie. So in front of all of them, I released urine from my body in the middle of the sidewalk. It ran down my legs, dampened my shoes and rolled out into the street. When I was done, I pulled my pants up. Callie, I really feel sick, I said, crying uncontrollably. Then throw up. But whatever you do, you better not interrupt me again. Why are you doing this? Because I'm going to treat you like you want to be treated, Miss Burns. You ain't nothing but a slut. Callie was really showing off and there was nothing I could do. I hadn't eaten all day and was extremely hungry. But right where I was, I threw up. The smell of my urine and throw up made me sicker. The sky was now dark and partially hid the tears running down my cheeks. I hated Callie so much that words could not express. Thinking he was going to let me go home now, I was seriously surprised when he made me stay still for another hour. The temperature had dropped a little and a cold front was coming in, but because I was wet from my own pee, I was cold and shivering. I felt like I was about to pass out until I heard loud bass coming from stereo speakers. Callie and the rest of the dudes jumped off the car and looked behind me. It was then that I saw Jace's beamer pulling up. Kevin was driving and he parked the car and opened the passenger door to let Jace out. When Jace walked towards us, he looked at them and then at me. We meetin' in my new crib in Maryland, he said, looking at me again. Then his eyes wandered on the wet spot beneath me. What's she doing out here? Nobody answered the question. I guess the fact that I was once his girl still held some weight after all. Answer the fucking question. Man, this nigga made her piss right in front of us. Crayshawn laughed like he couldn't wait. This nigga mad stupid. Jace cut his eyes at Callie and without looking at me said Is this true? Come on, Jay. You can't still be serious about this bitch. She a snitch. A snitch? I figured he was talking about the cop story I told Jace, which was all a lie. Harmony, get in my car, Jay said. I still glued on Callie. But I'm wet. Get in my car, he said evenly. His bodyguard, Kevin, opened the back door for me. Relieved to be away from Callie, and happy because of the possibility of talking to Jace again, I sighed in relief. Jace said a few more words to them, and whatever he said wiped the smiles off their faces. When he got back inside the car, he sat in the front seat and said, You alright? He never looked at me, though. Not really. I swallowed and said, Where are we going? Kevin drove away and said, I'm going to take you home. Thank you, I paused, but... Can we talk, Jace, please? He sighed and said, Harmony, what Callie just did to you was fucked up and I just told him about it. But that shit happened because you carry yourself like a slut. And I'm just glad I never made you wifey. What? What you mean? You know what I'm saying, he said, finally looking at me. Ain't no nigga gonna ever make you wifey. You gotta recognize that shit. I swallowed hard. So there's no chance for us ever? Nah, because I can't make you respect yourself and I can't take back all the shit you did. But it ain't true, I said, starting to believe my own lies. Even if it ain't, niggas believe it, so that makes it true. Chase, what what if I'm right? And what if this baby really is yours? Won't you feel bad for how you're treating me? He hesitated a little and said, If you're pregnant by me, then the baby's going to be good. But as far as me and you, we through. I looked out in front of me and felt Kevin's judging eyes on me. Then Jace's words played over and over in my head. Ain't no nigga going to ever make you wifey. He must have forgot the saying, it's cheaper to keep her. But I was quickly going to make him remember. Out for me, Jace. Me and Kevin were sitting in the doctor's office for a follow-up appointment for the syphilis I had contracted from somebody. Although I went to Virginia to get treatment and to prevent from being spotted, I still saw a few dudes I knew from D.C. Guess we all had the same idea, and the shit didn't work. But I needed to make sure this shit was out of my system for good, and then I could go about my business. I had a lot of shit on my mind, like the fact that this party my cousin was throwing for my birthday wasn't three days and I didn't even care. I was doing it for him and my aunt more than anything. After my brush with death, they were happy I was still alive and wanted to celebrate. Mr. Sherrod, we're ready for you now, a white older nurse said to me. I walked up to her and she said, right this way. You want me to go with you? Kevin asked. Nah, I'm good. I followed the nurse and walked into a cold patient room, checked my chopper watch and waited. Ten minutes later, a black male doctor knocked on the door. He was thin, older, and his hands were manicured, like he hadn't done any real work a day in his life. Nigga, you're a drug dealer. What do you mean, any real work? Like, you're not even, you don't even get your hands dirty, my nigga. Like, you don't want to kill people. Like, what do you mean, a real work? Like, what? Mm, mm mm-mm. Once inside, he grabbed my chart off the back of the door and scanned over it. I noticed a gold chain with a cross hanging from his neck, along with a pinky ring. With the chart in his hands, he closed the door. Have a seat, he told me. I sat on the edge of the hospital bed and looked over at him strangely. Something about him was off. So how's everything going? It depends on if this shit is out of my system or not. We'll see about that, he told me. Drop your pants. I didn't like his choice of words, but whatever. I dropped my pants. Your boxers, too. I was naked from the waist down in front of another man, and it was very uncomfortable. He stepped away from me and looked around the office like it was his first time being there. And then he found a box of gloves, put them on, and examined my penis. So far, so good. A little small, but not too bad. Fuck you just say? I said, mugging this dude. I'm just kidding, son, he laughed. He lifted my penis by moving it from the left to right. I couldn't look at another man touch me, so I kept my eyes on the ceiling until he gripped my dick and ball so hard I would rather die than deal with the pain any longer. Do you know who I am, son? He squeezed tighter. What the fuck are you doing, nigga? I said very slowly and very carefully. Did you know that I had a daughter that I would have given the world for, only to have her taken from me by that no good father of yours? He screamed. So, I have the questions. Before we go back into this, I just have a million questions because this is fucking stupid. This is Massive. See, this is what happens when you don't give niggas pictures of the people who are trying to kill them. Oh, by the way, Massive is just floating around town trying to kill you. Yeah, don't worry about what he looks like because you ain't never seen him your whole fucking life and have no memory of the nigga. But he's trying to kill you. Yeah, so... Be real cautious of anywhere you might go to, because Massive might be there like the fucking boogeyman. But how's Massive at the doctor's office? The nurse walked you back to Massive and brought you into the room with Massive. Didn't nobody scope this place out? You said other niggas from D.C. that you knew were there. Which means they work for Massive, I guess. I don't know. Are they all setting up a front? Like, is this like a fake-ass shop? Is this a pop-up? Is somebody going to walk in out of nowhere and be like, I got herpes. I need to see the doctor. Get the fuck out of here. I'm giving you a bad review on Yelp. Like, why the fuck? What? Massive is in the doctor's office with the lab coat on and everything. And the first thing a nigga want to do is have you drop your pants and then grab your dick and balls and squeeze and tell you about how he had a daughter. Like, your daddy failed the fuck out of you, my nigga. Like, he didn't tell you shit. If I have enemies, you know what's going to happen next? My children are going to know what those enemies look like. Not because those enemies may do something to my kids, but just in case. Just in case. There's no way in hell I'm going to let a nigga who I killed his daughter as she was walking across the stage of graduation leave and not tell my kid this is what the fuck they look like. I would send you pictures every fucking year like I was a fundraiser for you and you lived in one of those third world countries. I would send you a picture every fucking year like this what this nigga look like now. This is Kevin. Like, not Kevin because, you know, that's his bodyguard, but... This is what this nigga look like now. This is what this nigga look like now. You wouldn't believe what this nigga did today. This nigga been missing from their lives for so long. Why didn't you kill him? Jace's dad, whatever the fuck your name is, because I can't remember right now. Why didn't you kill him? Why didn't you tell your son anything about what this nigga look like? Why is this nigga able to be in a doctor's office just squeezing niggas balls? How does this nigga know what Jace looked like? How does he know what Jace looked like, but Jace don't know what Massive looked like? How does that work? Where's the logic behind this? At all? (sighs) I wiped the sweat from my brow with the back of my left hand and tried my best to stop shivering. I even contemplated if I could hit him in the face hard enough to get him to release me. But the chance was not one I was willing to take. How? How did you know I was here? I've been following you for a while. Just can never seem to get to you alone. I have to give it to you. Your security's pretty tight. He laughed. And then it dawned on me I was traveling with too many people. He continued, maintaining the hold he had on my jewels. It'll be easier, much easier, to get at you if I was alone. Now what, nigga? Either shoot me or get the fuck out of my face. At that moment, I didn't give a fuck anymore. The pain was blinding, but just when I had given up, someone walked into the door. There he is, the nurse whom I had seen earlier said. He's not supposed to be here. Two unarmed security guards grab Massive and wrestle him to the floor. What the fuck? Wait, wait, wait. Didn't she walk him into a room? Oh, she walked him into an empty room. That's what they do, I guess, but... Was the, was Massive just going door to door checking charts? Like, how does this work? This nigga has been at this hospital or has been at this clinic sitting there somewhere. So he could walk in there like, okay. Okay. All right. Cool. you going to see me again real soon, son. He said, trying to get away real soon. When they took him out of the office, I fell to the floor cupping my jewels. Kevin came rushing inside the room and said, please don't tell me that was who I think it was. Yeah, my nigga, and my dad's going to kill you. You know, because he kills everybody. He killed his daughter. That's how we got here in the first place. Of course, he's going to kill you for you letting me come back here on my own when you're my fucking bodyguard. Even if I say I don't need you, my nigga, you're my bodyguard. You follow me into the bathroom if you have to, my nigga. You're my bodyguard. Yeah, at least we know what he looks like now, I said, breathing heavily. I'm about to go shoot that nigga, Kevin said, preparing to leave me again. No, I stopped him. Now is not the right time. Just help me up, man. He did, and I no longer cared who saw me naked. All I wanted was the pain to go away. Although massive was taken away by security, already knew how it was going to end. He'll probably have them both killed within the hour and escape. I knew there was no way he was going to let two unarmed guards take him into custody. But had it not been for the men being stronger than him, I would probably be dead. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. uh, Old man. Black male doctor. He was thin, older, and his hands were manicured. This nigga's name is Massive? He must have been moving Massive weight. That must have been it. I was still trying my hardest to breathe when the nurse walked up to me. Mr. Sherrod, I'm so sorry, she said. I didn't know he was in here. Following behind her was a real doctor. Son, let me take a look at you. Both the nurse and the doctor spent the next few minutes looking me over while Kevin stayed at my side. Oh, look, now they're all doing what they're supposed to be doing. Also, they're going to take really good care of him because you could fucking sue them. You know, it's a lawsuit waiting to happen right there. I knew then that I couldn't even go to something as private as a doctor's appointment without having Kevin Wright with me. Fuck, I need this nigga dead like yesterday. After the doctor's appointment, I had Kevin drive me around a little before going home. Outside of a little bruising, I was good, and the disease was gone. Still, I had a lot of shit on my mind. From massive being in my doctor's appointment to this shit with Harmony. Then there was the shit with Callie kidnapping the girl from the school and Herb Dale and Sixth Cents still missing. I really needed someone to talk to. It would be nice if it was my father. Since I decided to operate DC shops, I was seeing Rick regularly. It was the most I would ever seen him for any period of my life. You mean other than the fucking however long time you spent at his fucking house? And Callie? Why is he in DC if he dispatched you out? Normally, his visits lasted a weekend before we were in business together, but now I talk to him daily. I know our relationship was different because we were in business together, but I wish it didn't have to be that way. There were times when I dealt with regular shit in my life and could have used the guidance of a father, but that guidance never came. When I finally pulled up in my crib, I saw cars everywhere. My house was jam-packed with wall-to-wall niggas when I walked through my doors. Welcome home, sir. Your friends are still here, my maid said with a phone in her hand. I see, I said walking deeper into the house. But Harmony's on the phone and she says she wants to talk to you. Why does the maid know who Harmony is? I didn't really feel like dealing with her, but my relationship with my own father made me change my mind. If she was pregnant and the child was mine, I couldn't put it through what I've been through. Tell her I can't talk now, but I have a car coming to get her later. No problem, sir. An hour later, Harmony was there, and we went into a private room. Harmony wasn't showing yet, and she still had her figure. For a moment, I thought about fucking her, but remembered the doctor's visit and said, fuck it. I sat on the sofa, and she sat next to me. What's up, Harmony? What you want to talk about now? I want to know if you're still mad at me, and if you had a chance to think about you and me having this baby together. Yeah, I thought about it, and when and if it gets here, I'll be ready to make a decision then. She frowned and said, Whatever happens after this is your fault. Fuck is that supposed to mean? She was just about to respond when Tony Wap knocked on the door. Come in, I said. He came in, looked at Harmony, and then at me. I didn't know you had company. Yeah, what's up? I said, standing up. Everything except for your party at Newton's mansion. And I got the paper from our soldiers in Southeast, too. Where you want it? I got up and told him where to put it. Then I came back into the room with Harmony. She was quiet at first, before she started talking. So, can we work on us or not? I already told you, me and you never gonna have nothing outside of a kid together. If you don't want me, I'm gonna hate this baby for the rest of my life, and raise it on my own, she pouted. You ain't raising shit on your own if the kid is mine, I said, cause I'm gonna look out for both of you, but that don't mean I ever want to be with you again. I gave her something to eat before getting rid of her so I could take a nap. But since everybody was at my crib, it didn't look like rest would come anytime soon. Wanting to be alone, I bypassed a few of my friends and went upstairs. When I got to my room, Antoinette was in the bed asleep. I looked at her sexy silhouette and wondered why I couldn't be happy with her. Easing into the bed, I imagined that she was harmony. And that we had the life that I always wanted us to have. And for the moment, shit was right. I guarantee Antoinette is fucking DEA undercover, something like that. He's going to get locked up. Baby's going to be his. Harmony's going to hate the baby for the rest of his life. That's going to be the reason why, you know, the baby's path takes the path that it takes. And then there's already sequels. Like, there are sequels to this book. Don't ask. I doubt I'll be reading them. I don't know. Like, this shit is... It's all right. But it still, is like, what? But yeah, that's what I'm guessing. That Antwerp, that's going to be the reason why this nigga gets locked up. And uh, he's going to go to jail for life. And then she's going to have the baby. So this shit's all going to play out in like the span of like a couple of months. Maybe a couple years. We'll see. 916 633 1537. Wretched at gmail.com. Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. You can leave a review on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review on uh, Podchaser. Copy and paste that in the Apple Podcasts. And then copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. One dollar will get you a ton of content. Uh, you can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com sscast Or on the Good Pods app. You can leave a tip in the tip jar. Thank you so much for listening i greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'ma hot you later. Peace.